Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh baby, let's go. Let's go. That time. What is up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome into a Thursday edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Man, that energy without vote. You guys I really hate it. Up this <laughs> you hate it, but you did it anyway. That's why you're the GOAT. Uh, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Very easy code to remember, DMVR. You can't forget it. Uh, guys, we have a special show today. Three prospects. Three prospects to get to. We're going to get to Ty Ty Washington. We're going to get to, let me see, I'm scrolling up here, Bryce McGowan. And we're <laughs> going to get to Blake Wesley. I do. I have scouted these guys. I just can't keep more than one name in my head at a time. We've also got some other fun stuff to talk about, news and notes from around the NBA. And to help me do that, I've got the man who never sleeps. Which one is it? You guys are both like, is that me? It's D-Line Co. Definitely <laughs> not me. That's, uh, no, yeah, Harrison, dude, you, you, can't, uh, you can't get that amount of beauty without the beauty rest. Harrison, great might, sleep, Harrison might sleep 20 hours a day. I, it's true. I, I don't so sleep true. at all. Uh, I don't sleep at all. Um, and, uh, guys, I'm so ready for this. I couldn't be more ready. Is, does that mean that you did your for homework? what the draft or like <laughs> no just to talk to you guys oh what are we doing okay. today <laughs> <laughs> i've also got a man who's wearing a shirt that matches his skin it's harrison wind oh that is a massive insult i think why is that an insult <laughs> that's a huge insult <laughs> Doesn't it my, my skin my, my, my skin is not a, a nice tan it's a fleshy pink color <laughs> It's a salmon. You've got a salmon tone about you. Yeah, that's not good. Well, I don't want to break it to you, Harrison, but you're a white guy, so it's. Uh... I mean, I, I know I don't tan, Adam. You don't have to broadcast it to the entire world right here. Well, I'm just saying, maybe turn down the exposure a little bit on the camera. We do have a good show. We got the three prospects. We are one week away from our big draft show, guys. Very excited for that. Very excited for the draft. I'm actually, I mean this sincerely. We've been going through the draft. There's like, I'm almost like negative on every guy. Like I'm taking a point off and I don't know what it is today. Maybe it's because we're one week away. I was like, I like these guys. (laughs) Everybody's in. I think, yeah, like I'm kind of more in on people. So I don't know. I think it's just draft fever. I think I've caught draft fever. Eric, do you have draft fever? Uh, I have uh, dengue fever, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> Draft fever, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like. I'm like you. There are guys that I think are interesting. There are guys that I think, obviously. I mean, you're looking at these these high level basketball players. All of them have something to offer somebody somewhere. Right. Uh, but the Denver Nuggets are in such a place where you know you just look at like these raw players and you're like, man, where does this guy fit in? So I'm kind of with you. Uh, yesterday, I don't know about as much today. We'll find out. um our top story though harrison before we get into all of this uh i can have super producer ali fire up the the actually you know i'll just oh there you go fire up the share screen colorado avalanche are up one games to zero on the tampa bay lightnings and who is there to cheer him on none other than mr nugget himself as well as davon reed let's look at this harrison i mean you we we all know what Mr. Nugget is, what they have to do. But I mean, look at this guy. Yeah. First of all, you see Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson. He's in the box, the celebrity, but he can't be bothered. Like th- yeah. there's there's security all around him. Nobody can get too close. Monte Morris, Davon Reed, men of the people, right there yeah. in the middle of everywhere. They're not hiding. He's getting nachos spilled on him, beer spilled on him. What do you what do you make when you see this photo? He is a man of the people. I mean, you just got to respect it. A requirement of 
being Mr. Nugget is to show up to another Denver team's playoff game. Like you just have to be there. You You have have to make it known that you're there. Like that is a requirement of being Mr. Nugget. And you got to tip your hat to Monte Morris amid trade rumors. Yes. uh, Amid amid trade rumors bouncing (laughs) around the the entire internet. Monte Morris shows his face in Denver. (laughs) And Mr. Nugget shows up to a playoff game. Uh, You got to respect. Yo, is, is are we actually looking at Mr. Avalanche? Like, is, he, <laughs> Mr. is he just is, is he's just Mr. Ball? Like he just is he? All, are we going to see Monte Morris at uh, at a mammoth. mammoth game? Yeah, like is he going to be working at the concession stand? Is he just did he does he the, I, being? I I think we all, at a certain point called him the mayor of Chopper Circle. Which that's right, the mayor. Of so at a certain so this is just part of his jurisdiction. This is like not even right. uh, he's he, just making the rounds, Eric. Yeah, like this is just like part of the duties. Like I mean, I love it. Obviously, I love that he is committed to the job but you know as 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 harrison says mr nugget it it's a larger job than just showing up and getting buckets what i love is like monte morris is a very rich guy he's a very rich guy i don't know if you guys know this he's he's signed you know a pretty good contract here he is these seats they're almost not good enough for him but i love that he did you know like he could go he's probably like row 15 here there's like row 15 he's like no my seat is the best seat in the house Adam, if you, you are now a, a hockey fan, I know this about you. Those yeah. are the best seats. You, oh, I you, see what you're saying. Like too close to the glass. Yeah. You either need to be on the glass or up above enough so that you don't get the distorted view from where the glass bends. So Mr. Nugget is Man, properly good. seated in the perfect seated. seat, yeah. the perfect purview of, of the. That's the what ice. it tells me. Monte Morris is a hockey guy. He, dude, if, he if he wasn't a hockey guy, he probably tries to get the glass seats, you know, bang Rookie on the move. glass. That's cool Rookie for a little move. IG video. But if you actually want to <laughs> enjoy the game to its maximum ability, you sure. take the seats in the maximum potential. I'll, I'll be honest, those yeah. are, you're right. Though, it's a veteran those are, move. Those are good hockey seats. They're not good celebrity seats. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. And you're right that they could have, he could have gotten even closer or this or that, but it's like, no, those are the best for viewing the game. The man uh, wants to watch. You know this. We, we went to a game. Uh, you were famously photographed by me, D-Line, in the atrium of uh, Ball Arena wearing a brand new, beautiful sweater of Kale McCarr. We watched the game. We were sitting in the corner, yeah. and that and that view was distorted as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it is part true. Of me man, did, like, uh, part, part of me did think about this. Uh, picture though is Monte Morris trying to groom Davon yes! Reed into potentially becoming the next Mister Nugget. Uh, we we mentioned the trade rumors abound. So true. Did Monte Morris identify Davon Reed as a contender for the next <laughs> next Mister Nugget? These are the questions I'm wondering. So yesterday, yeah. Harrison, on the show, we talked about like if Bones got traded and Monte, like who's the next Mister Nugget? We basically said there isn't one. Maybe it's Aaron Gordon. We're like it might be a vacated seat until January, where we need some time to like kind of have. It's like yeah. it's almost like a reality show. Like guys are competing for it, but we didn't even consider Davon Reed, who I think actually would have. <laughs> I think he might have pretty good odds. Yes, I'm not saying he would be it, but I'm not even positive he's going to be Mister. And a nugget. Is it possible he Wait, will what? be even a nugget? <laughs> yeah, right. He might just be Dave on. Uh, anyway, shouts to both of those guys for being out there. I thought that was cool. We do have a trade in the NBA to go around to, to discuss. The I actually find this a very interesting trade. The Dallas Super Mavericks. Interesting. The Dallas Mavericks have traded the 26th pick. Boban Marjanovic, Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris to Houston. For Christian Wood, this is such a great trade for. This is a rare example of a trade where I'm like, this is great for both teams. You got Christian Wood; he was like a star on a bad team, you know, whatever. He's there. They're moving on. They're in a new freight phase. He does. He's not needed there, and they give up a 26 pick, which, to be honest, they probably don't need that guy either. They need, you know, something else. Dallas, on the other hand, gets rid of nothing of value to them. They didn't need that 26 pick. They need do need like a rim rolling athletic guy. They get that in Christian Wood. I actually think this is this makes Dallas a little bit better. I think this is a it cost them nothing. Like if it doesn't go well, what, whatever they didn't lose anything. What is your kind of immediate reaction to this one, Harrison? Oh man, uh, I had a little bit different of a reaction. Is Christian Wood going to help the Dallas Mavs? Yes, especially in the regular season. Is he going to be a difference maker in the playoffs? 
I have a hard time getting there. Like, is Christian Wood going to be on the floor in a big game in a big fourth quarter? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, I got a lot of questions about Christian Wood. How does a guy with that puts up the stats that he does, like almost 20 and 10, why does he bounce around to like a new team every couple seasons and nobody seems to really want him? Like, what, what is it about Christian Wood that turned the Pistons off and the Rockets off and, and the Mavs off and being like, you know, we don't want to build with this guy. So he's an okay player. Like he's going to make the Mavs a little better, but like is Christian Wood the answer? No, I've got to think they could have gotten somebody who could really help them a bit more. I think like at the end of a game in the playoffs for that package with the 20 some odd pick, whatever it was. Yeah, I think they could have done a little better. Yeah, I mean, like, when I first saw that, I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of just stuff that you have to give up to get Christian. What I was, like, even surprised in the first place that, uh, I mean, it's a first-round pick, which obviously always very valuable in the yeah. NBA. But uh, probably the biggest thing that they gave up was Boban. Boban no, in no, the right You don't think so? What, what do you think it was? I just both they're like not going to use Boban. Player-wise. Player I mean, like, yeah. he's probably the best player, right? Like, I, I, I'm not saying, like, that, that that was too much to give up. I'm just saying, like, um it's wild when you just start to discuss trades and you start to say like this guy is worth this and this and this because then you're like well there's, there's no absolute value in the nba on, on players it's sort of like what makes sense at any given team depending upon or in the um opinion of the executives that are making the, or that are having the discussion um christian wood's like a guy that didn't exist and then he existed like in a loud way for a while, he was like putting up big stats. He was telling Shaq, right. he was a casual for not knowing who he was. Uh, and then he like disappeared again. So yeah. like, I, I like, I don't, I, yeah, I'm kind of like, it just feels like they're just kind of moving things around. <laughs> like, I don't know if he makes anybody better. It like, it works for both teams and in, in that it sort of just like shuffles the chairs on the deck. I, I don't quite know what to make of any of it. I don't think any of the guys that went out, were going to play. I trade Burke. No. Maybe it'd be the guy that you would maybe think, Christian Wood is going to play. Harrison's point is a good one. Is he going to play against the Golden State Warriors in a playoff series? Probably not that much. He probably has a very limited role there. But I do think in the regular season, he's going to be a guy that's like, he's hard to guard. I think the thing, if you think about a Jokic, which is unfair, Jokic is going to murder him if he tries to play center. Like, he's just too oh, big for him. Sure. He's done in the past. But if he can, if you could somehow play, a, you know, you get somebody else in there that can play the big, he is hard for Jokic to guard because Luka gets downhill very easily and he's an above the rim, very talented above the rim finisher. So to me, it's a, it's like a type of player they, they probably could use. And while I'm with you that I don't think that's a championship piece. I do think it's one of those ones where we're going to look up again and be like, man, Christian Wood is average is shooting 65%, you know, for, from the field. Cause all he does is dunk it next to next to uh, Luca. And they have a 125 offensive rating when he's on the court with them. So I, I to me, I like it. It just didn't cost him anything. Um, so I don't know. It's not a, it's not necessarily a big one. It's not necessarily a huge trade, but it is interesting now that we've had two trades, one with Denver and now one with Dallas that have happened a week before the draft. It kind of makes me wonder if this is going to be a fireworks type of draft. I mean, it is. You, I, I, I got it. We need the is, content, man. baby. Need the content. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of trades just like this one, like four players for a pick. You know, yeah. like a lot of trades in this kind of makeup. The other thing about Christian Wood that makes me worried about him for the playoffs. The last three seasons he's played on Detroit yeah. and then Houston for two seasons. Yeah, Pretty yeah. much hasn't played a real basketball game in four years. <laughs> he's one of those guys that probably, I, I assume from hearing him talk, we remember he got suspended earlier this year. I think against Denver, he got benched in the second half. Like he's had some issues, you know, there. He's one of those guys that doesn't know what he doesn't know. You know what I mean? If you've only ever been on the worst team in the NBA, which is what he's been on, if you've only been on that, you don't realize how different it is to be on not the worst team. And so I am curious yeah. in that one regard. But this is also, I think, in some ways, a classic Dallas move. I am Dallas makes a lot of these types of moves, it seems. And it's I think it's probably one of those things where Mark Cuban is so engaged and he's so like, oh, man, conference finals, we could do. Just got to add some, whatever we can add. What can we add? What can we add? Like seven players to get Christian Wood? Like, sure, let's do it. Um, nonetheless, it does make him better. Also wanted to shout out Harrison Wind, our own Harrison Wind here. What? He has, I know, this is really uncomfortable for me. He has the mock draft tracker that went up on the DNVR.com. It's available to everyone if you want to check it out. Um, and it is, you can see, this is the time of year where the mocks are starting to get more refined. Guys are gathering intel. People are starting to hear different things. 
And it's nice to kind of have a place where you can check back every day or every other day, whatever you want, and see what the update is. Like, what are people picking Denver? Where What are they picking to go 21 and 30? And you start to see some trends. What are some of the trends you see so far, Harrison? Well, there's, there's definitely not a consensus. What's yeah. up? There's, there's a few okay. names, though, that I feel like pop up. There's like three names that yeah. pop up every time now. There's no consensus across all these mocks as to what position or really role the Nuggets are targeting. But there are a couple names. One of them we're talking about today in, in Ty Ty Washington, who gets mocked to the Nuggets in a couple of these. Also, Jalen Williams, who I think we're all very high on, gets mocked to the yep. Nuggets in a couple of these. Although I think the kind of rumblings are he might go in the teens right before the Nuggets select. So... Jalen Williams, Ty Ty Washington. A lot of these mocks have Denver actually taking a point guard, like the Ty Ty Washington, the Blake Wesleys of the world, um, which is a little interesting, and we can definitely get into that. But there's definitely little consensus on what type of player the Nuggets are targeting, it seems like. Yeah. Consensus on the type of player, but I'm with you. Jalen Williams and Ty Ty Washington pop up a lot now for the Nuggets. Um, you know, we're seeing that one. David Roddy actually pops up a few times, I think, for Denver in that 30th pick. Um, so that one's that you wore your Roddy shirt just to uh, <laughs> endorse that one. Um, but those two names, I feel like, are almost the most that I see uh, that, that I'm starting to see. We'll see if that changes uh, as time goes on. But I just thought that was an interesting detail. Should we get into our draft pick here? Uh, there was a, we should also mention there was a pre-draft workout today. I don't think it's necessarily guys that are going to be drafted. I think there were a lot of like summer league or two-way option type guys to it. I don't know yeah. if there's a whole lot to get into. Um, with any of those picks. Do you have anything quick you want to kind of say about any of the guys today, Harrison? Uh, no, I don't I don't think there's anything <laughs> we need to get into from today's work. <laughs> uh, all right, well, without further ado, there's one guy that I feel like we're going to go a little shorter on than the others. Um, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I want to start actually with Bryce uh, McGowan's here. Or, yeah, Bryce McGowan's. Harrison, why don't you start us off with a quick uh, overview on him? So Bryce McGowan's is a wing out of Nebraska, uh, freshman, just finished up one season there, 19 years old. Uh, he is comp to Zach Levine. And I think in an mm. alternate Nuggets universe, in a universe of a couple years ago with Tim Conley at the helm, I think Bryce McGowan's could have been a Nuggets type of pick. I Man, mean, I, I feel don't. like he's kind of got some RJ Hampton vibes to him. Yeah. Thinking oh, okay. back to that draft. That. Um, Bryce McGowan, he's got a ton he's of, got, he's got tattoos. This is a tattoos comp. I, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not at all. Um, but Bryce McGowan, the number one thing about him, he is just like a prototypical wing scorer. He's got a ton of scoring upside. Yeah. Like I said, in that Zach Levine mold, uh, he's really long and athletic. Uh, he can get into the lane. He can finish. He's got great like ball handling, plenty of moves in his bag, a deep, deep bag. Um, and he's a scorer. He can score from three, although he didn't shoot a great percentage last year at Nebraska. He's going to have a really good shot in the NBA, I feel like. He can pull up out of a pick and roll and rise and fire from the mid-range. Uh, he can get to the rim, too, and he's got great bursts. So uh, he is projected to be, I think, if everything pans out for him, just a really versatile offensive guy that can score from three that can score from the mid range and can get to the hoop as well. And the other thing about McGowan's and just his offensive game, he drew a ton of fouls last year at mm. Nebraska. He had a 49.1 free throw rate as a freshman, which is crazy high. He's just like this fearless driver who seeks out contact. He had 10 games with eight plus free throw attempts and he knows how to sell a call as well. So if everything pans out for him, he could be a really versatile, just effective offensive player. What's your scout, Eric? Uh, I liked him all right. Like he, his, to me, his shot was very slow, which is something that always really bothers mm -hmm. me. And he yeah. also, his shot starts from his chest, which is also feels like it's going to get blocked a lot. Like he's going to need to get a little bit more space than maybe um, he's going to just naturally get in the NBA. He's the one that I watched the least amount of. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I watched him for a little bit and I was like, I don't know, man. He just seems like a little bit rough to me. Like his, his handle is interesting. Like he's got a little bit like what you're saying, his bag is there, but it's also a little sloppy. Like he was doing a lot of like behind the back dribbles that he was just sort of like throwing into the lane and felt like it would be uh, easy to, to, to steal and uh, pick off. So 
I mean, I like I'm intrigued a little bit. Like this is the guy that I was the least interested in uh, yeah. of the three that I was looking at. He's the type of guy that you watch and you watch him for just like five minutes and you're like, okay, I know, I know what this guy's about. <laughs> yeah. He might be the easiest one in that regard. Um, I mean, people kind of know me and the type of guys I like and dislike. This is clearly a type of guy I dislike. Like he is a pretty zeroed in scorer. What I mean by that is I think he sees the basket first, second, and third and kind of reads the court after that. Um, he is a really talented scorer, and I think sometimes we can take for granted how how many skills it takes to be a talented scorer. And what I mean by that is like he's got body control, he's got coordination, he's got touch, he's got good yeah. form, he's got all of those things. And sometimes the seeing the court part, I don't want to say he's going to turn into the next Jokic, right, where he's seeing it great, but maybe there is a way to sort of have – now you have the skill part. Now we're going to get the, you to start thinking about the game a little bit differently. I do think there's something to be said for that, whereas guys that see the game but don't have the skill, that's really hard to teach. Like Guys sometimes just don't have the body control or coordination, and I don't know how you gain that. So he has that. But that being said, his strengths are the ones that I personally value the, the least, especially when we talk about the Denver Nuggets. Like They're not struggling to score. and They have plenty of guys that are going to score less than what they're capable of. And the worst part for me is some of his defensive lowlights – they remind who was it we had the other day? I've already forgotten the name. Who we we're like, man, it's not just that he's bad on defense, it's that he doesn't appear to care. He, it reminded <laughs> me of that. There were some lowlights of that one where you're like, man, that, that's a that only happens if you're if you don't care about defense. Yeah, who was that? Uh, the guy that like we were like super impressed with. It. God, who was that? I'm with you. I can't remember a goddamn single name. <laughs> Wait, you're yesterday? gonna have to give me something else there. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Jaden uh, Hardy? Maybe it might have been him. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. That sounds right. That sounds right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got some no great defense. Stars. Yeah. D- defense is definitely one of his weaknesses, as is passing and playmaking. Um, he, he's got a ways to go to be a def- good defender. Like he has the tools in theory. Yeah. Six, six and a half with a six, nine wingspan. Really good measurables for a two. But yeah, yeah it just doesn't look like he really cares about defense at this point. Poor fundamentals, poor awareness, just needs to improve in basically every single there's way. A lot, there's a lot to improve on the defensive there. end. And the other big weakness is his playmaking and passing. If you go through his game log, Bryce McGowan's had one or fewer assists in 20 out of his 31 games in Nebraska last season. So Whew. super low assist guy, doesn't really pass, doesn't really set others up. I mean, his role was to score at Nebraska, sure. but still, I mean, you would want him to be able to pass the ball uh, a little better than that. Uh, so and he definitely does have some big weaknesses. Hurts, and on the low light reel, there were some plays where it was, it when from watching it, you're like, it's obvious that it's calling for a pass here. Like, guy on his hip, guy full on help, and he's trying to yeah. find a way through both. And you're like, bro, th- th- clearly there's a guy wide open underneath the basket. Hit him. Yeah, so he's got a ways to go in that department and as a defender. The offensive skills are, are super intriguing. I agree. I don't see him as being a Nuggets guy at all. Like I said, a few years back, I think he could have been, but not anymore. Not where we're, this team's at right now. Yo- Jokic might pull out his hair if he if that's what he was handed. <laughs> if, and, then, and then there's also the question of, like, do they have a, a – I think Zeke Nagy is an example of this, and I could be wrong. This will be the year that tells us if we're right or wrong. But I think Zeke Nachi has had a usefulness the last two years. I mean, he got hurt, so it kind of diminished it. That is not necessarily what his final usageness can be. Like, he can be a more, like, you know, I'm not saying you give him the ball to create or anything, but he can be more of a defensive ace or this or that. But in the meantime, he can stand on the corner and knock down threes, and he can be switch or whatever. I don't know if this guy has that. I kind of think that he is going to be useless until he gets – unlocks more of these parts of his game that we're talking about. And that to me is scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does have long arms. I will say like, he does yeah. have length. He does have the ability, like his driving to the rim, like his ability to like kind of stretch through. And this is, I think also speaks to the body control you're, you're talking about. Like his ability to finish from sort of far out is interesting, yeah. but um, I mean, if you're telling me he's he's weak on defense, like that's going to be an immediate next for me. It's going to be a little bit tough. <laughs> that's um, <gonna> tough. <laughs> well, next. speaking of, of long arms, Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. If you like long arms, Eric, I do like long right. arms, dude. We're gonna actually, Ali, we're gonna do it on the other side. We got to hit our first break, but we'll get back to Blake Blake Wesley. Very long armed. Uh, Let's go, two. dude. <laughs> Finally. 
Uh, Ivanka TV. If you guys have not checked out Ivanka TV, you're late. You're late. Get set up with these guys over the summer so you're good to go for Nugget season in the fall. Uh, Ivanka TV, they've got Altitude Sports. They got a bunch of other national channels as well. You can watch the Nuggets. You can watch the Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet with Ivanka TV. Like I said, other national channels too. Go to ivaca.tv slash DNVR. When you use the promo code DNVR, you're going to get $10 off your first three months. That works out to $15 a month for Ivaca TV for those first three months. Plus a receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. They're not going to lock you in. They're not going to hike the price up on you without letting you know. So go to ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Use the promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. Also at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, we got the NBA Finals going on, of course. Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the finals, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can bet player props, team props, quarters, halves, whatever you want. Put it into a parlay. Turn a really small bet into a huge payday. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports. And for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, back here, segment two, the NBR Nuggets podcast. Um, we're going to get into our next prospect here. Very interesting one, long-armed. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> we got Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. First of all, my first note here, Harrison, can you name, there's only two players from Notre Dame currently in the NBA. Can you name... Mm. it's not a school especially guards you i can guards. i think i can name both of them adam I mean, oh I no you, oh if you God. pull this Holy off it's gonna be impressive i need hear this. uh number one jerry and grant nope i don't think he's in the league oh is he not in the league okay uh well then pat Connaughton. yeah he got him the other <laughs> one i'll give you a hint he was a nugget last year this time the nugget last year uh huh. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt oh my Ryan. God! How did I miss that? Well, he only went. He did not graduate from Notre Dame, so I don't. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, so maybe it doesn't count. But nonetheless, there's not a lot of guards from Notre Dame. Like that's not a pipeline of NBA talent. Notre Dame. Jared and Grant really not in the NBA anymore. He's not. Damn. So, so damn. tough break. Tough break. <laughs> um. All right, but Blake Wesley. What can you tell us about him? Uh, Blake Wesley. 6'4 with a 6'9 wingspan. He's a pick-and-roll point guard. Uh, he's really crafty, just a, a floor general in the pick-and-roll. Just finished up his freshman year at Notre Dame. Uh, his strengths, his feel for the game, his ball handling, and his playmaking, and like I said, you really see that in the pick-and-roll. Uh, he's just really crafty. Uh, he can hit the big on the roll. He can hit shooters that are being helped off of. He's got great head fakes and misdirection in the pick and roll does a really good job at man manipulating the defense and freeing up looks for himself and his teammates, just a great feel, great pace uh, in that action. Like that's really important. You know, if you're going to be a point guard in the NBA to be really comfortable and versed in the pick and roll uh, and kind of out of that, you see other parts of his game that you like his mid range jumper looks really good. Great balance. Yeah. A uh, great shot. He's a threat to get into that shot really quickly. Just pulling up out of the pick and roll. Really good body control on all his shots. Um, he can beat bigger bigs on switches. He can just, yeah. you know, if he has a mismatch, take that guy to the rim and finish. Uh, he only shot 30% from three and 65.7% from the line. I thought his shot looked pretty good, though. I, I, I feel somewhat confident that he's going to be a decent shooter in the pros. And Me then, too. like, like you guys were talking about that six nine wingspan, it looks longer than six nine. Some places had it listed at six eleven. I he saw did that measure, too. He did measure at the combine at six nine, so that's what we're gonna yeah. go with. But 
right. Uh, he gets pokeaways, gets deflections. His arms look like they're down to his knees, but um, yeah. th- that really helps him defensively and just kind of being a disruptor on that end. Eric, what do you think? Would you get a chance to check him out? Yeah, I did watch him. He, he honestly, uh, I mean, I hate to say this, like he looked, he looked like a bigger bones to me. Like I, and I don't know if I listen, so hold this, up because this, this, this is part be of what I had. This could be a hair comp. I don't know. It's like, definitely partially hair comp. I mean, we're it's a partial hair comp, but he's also not only does he have the long Doesn't arms, he, he have has a wide body. Look at the body. Yes, he has, yes, he has wide shoulders, just like bones. Bones has yeah. wide shoulders, long arms, big hands. And I, the longer that I watch the NBA, the more and more I'm convinced that the one thing that you can unify most of the, almost all of the best players in the NBA is that they have long arms. I don't know why this is. It just seems to be the case. The one exception being, uh, uh, what's our guy out of Memphis? God damn it. Um, uh, Bane. The Bane, Bane. Desmond Bane. <laughs> Desmond Bane is the one big exception to this rule, but well, I like, do hate I to break it. it to you. I hate to break it to you. D line Blake Wesley, small hands. Oh, small God. Hands. oh no. Yeah. Well oh, then no. get him out of here. What are, we t- what are we even talking about this guy for? No, but so, I mean, I, I we saw, see this I comment. Saw. Hold up, Eric. We see this comment. The way he moves reminds me of bones too. And I agree. Look at like, just look at this pose this picture here isn't yes. this a very bones-esque like yes posture yes. and everything the hair is yes. there like i agree with you and it's funny because when i was looking at some of the like uh like the ringer they had him comp to bones and i swear it is just oh, did they, they really? look, physically look like him but i actually don't think their games are that so i think their games are meaningfully different yeah, I can see it. But I also like, I mean, I, I was watching him. I was like, okay, because, you know, I, I put together the cards. I'm like, okay, Jamal Crawford, that's what we have. And I'm like, okay. I Everybody see is comped to Jamal Crawford. There's like five players that get comped in every draft that get comped. There's <laughs> only one player comped to Jamal Crawford on the DNVR Nuggets draft. But I'm saying, like, the, long, the longer that I, and it's Blake Wesley. The longer I watch, I was like, that's goddamn Bones Highland, but like a bigger Bones Highland. I was like, a little taken aback by it. I wasn't ready do, for it. Do you think that there's value? I actually, I'm going to answer this first. Yes, I think there is. Do you think, but do you guys think there's value when two players kind of look alike, but have different games? <laughs> like it confuses the defense. Yeah, like, like you get switched around and all of a sudden you're switched out onto number three. You think it's number eight and you're like, oh, he's the shooter. And then he just drives I mean, around. I mean, you got to think that only works with identical twins like the Morris. Yeah, the Morris friends. twins, baby. Yeah, but like, they can similar. <laughs> I'm telling you, these guys, you might have the like, oh, he's a shooter, play up. And it's like, it's, you know, him. And then you go like, oh, no, he can't shoot. And you're off in his phone. Like, <laughs> constantly confused. Getting back on defense, you're like, where's my man? There he is over there. <laughs> where's oh, my hair? Guy. I, yeah, follow the hair. Where's the hair? Oh, God, no, different guy. I'm just saying, man, I think it has a little value. Um, I like this guy. So he's going to make my short list of players. Like I said this yesterday, there weren't a lot of players in this draft that I like. I was kind of looking at it. We were going through halfway through maybe all the players were going to profile. And I was like, man, I think I like one of them kind of. Um, He's on the list. He's on the (laughs) list of guys. And it's because he has the requisite tools. Now he's not a perfect like defensive stopper type, but he has some defensive upside there. And we've talked about this in the past. I think the Nuggets need to be good at defense, but short of having like great individual defensive players, they can have an identity. And one of those identities is the length, just having like a lot of length and that deceptive length. The fact that he does have that 6'9", 6'10", wingspan, and he uses it. It's not just that he has it and it's a wasted talent. He actually uses it. He gets in passing lanes. He's a great free safety, has very good instincts to use that length. He pokes the ball away a lot. You talk about a Davon Reed, Bones Highland. Like I do see a collection of these guys that all of a sudden come together to create and help cultivate a defensive identity that's really useful. So defensively, I like him. And then the offensive game, what's not to like? He's got a great – he's not quite Jalen Williams, uh, you know, in terms of his feel for the game. He's not quite that, but he does have some really nice plays that I watch, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a high-level play. Like, mo- you can't teach that or, or it takes time to develop it, and he has some of that. So I look at him, and I think he can be more of a two-way type of player, not – an elite offensive player, maybe not an elite shutdown defensive player, but a guy that gives you a little bit of both and probably fits into a lot of different types of offense. So to me, I watched him and I I was actually really impressed with him. And he'd be a guy that's on my list of guys I would be interested in taking. What's also notable about him is he can definitely play both backcourt positions. Yes. He can play on the ball and he can play off the ball. And 
I think that's important if you're talking about the Nuggets because something that you love about the Nuggets backcourt as it's currently constructed, it's like you got Jamal Murray, Will Barton for now, uh, Monte Morris, Bones Highland. All four of those guys can play with each other, can play right. on and off the ball. There's so much um, interchangeability with all those four guys. And I think if you're adding somebody else to the mix – you probably want that guy to be able to play on and off the ball. And like Blake Wesley fits that. So if you're thinking about trading Monte Morris, and I think one of these point guards might get taken by the Nuggets if they do trade like Monte, I feel like that's a reason why they could look to take a point guard in the draft in the first round here. If Monte gets traded, I think you want to backfill that position with a guy who can play on and off the ball, you know, just like Monte can. So I think that's also part of the appeal with Wesley. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's a part when we start to talk about adding specialists to the roster and into the rotation, that's one thing that you don't think about that you would miss, especially in the continuity offense, the ability for Monte to initiate the offense or Jamal or Bones, like when you don't have that, this is a guy that I don't think you lose that with. He definitely could come in, maybe even immediately, but certainly I think in short order could be a guy that could play the lead guard alongside, you know, bones or whatever, or off, off guard. So I like that a lot. Um, and just some of his passing, man. And here's something I'm going to read from Kevin O'Connor over on the ringer, uh, his scouting report here that I like energetic defender with long arms. He's often assigned the opponent, assigned the opponent's best score, and he's always locked in off the ball to disrupt actions. First of all, love all of that. Love it. A locked in, like, just a guy that has the – that's a talent. The ability to lock in is a talent. And some of this we were talking about with McGowan's or whatever, it's like he doesn't have that talent. Even at his best, he locks in for like three minutes. And that's a real talent. So when a guy has that, especially as a young player, I love it. And then he has this one. He's had countless games when it felt like he was the source of inspiration for the team's collective energy. When we talk mm. about one of the existential qualities that the Nuggets are missing, that's it. I mean, we've seen that like Draymond Green is this guy, right? How many times has he been the emotional sort of fuel to the team or what have you? I'm not saying he has it to that degree. I don't know. I can't speak to, I don't have a scout. But when I read that report, I think Denver needs those types of guys. They probably need multiple of those types of guys who pick the energy up. Bones is one of those guys. So you start to put Bones and Wesley together and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I, you got so much energy coming in on the bench. Yeah. They're going to inject some life into this game. You got energy. The defense is confused because they can't tell them apart. Like you got, you got a lot of things working for you there. And then we can call him Bones and Big Bones. I'm going to refer him only as Big Bones from this point. I was thinking like because you have uh, BW and don't you have Buffalo Wild Wings? Like the, I think there's something there. <laughs> bones. I think that's the greatest thing is that uh, every time that we're evaluating a player, we're like, what? How can we make this a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Blake Wesley, not giving marketability, a very high on our uh, draft board rankings. I mean, are you as in on him as I am, Harrison? I mean, he's he's on that short yeah. list, like I said, of guys. I, I actually, I'm pretty intrigued by this guy. Dude, I'm kind of with you. I'm not that enthused by the crop of players like slated to go <laughs> for twenty it. to thirty in this draft. Like, I, I think mean, like, oh, compared I think to last would, year, Bones yeah. would be the obvious pick of all the guys we've seen, and some of this is we're we're tainted by seeing how he plays but even just on skill set you look at and you're like i definitely feel like this yeah. is a lesser draft than last year in this spot yeah like i just i'm just not that excited by that many guys i mean spoiler alert jalen williams is my number one guy for the nuggets like when i, I like put out my right. big board next week he's most likely going to be number one for me he's my guy uh he's in that range too. um but blake that's wesley close. yeah that's close yeah eh, he's he he's definitely a guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm there. There are things about Wesley that that I get excited about for sure. Um, I, I'm definitely more excited about him than a lot of guys we talked about. Yeah. Biggest concern by far is the fact that he's six foot three. That's by far the biggest concern. Yeah. Six foot four, I think. Actually, six foot. Four. Yeah, six four. He's six four. He's two inches taller than Bones. He he looks like he plays bigger than his size. Like just watching him, he looks yeah, he bigger than six four, doesn't he? He didn't seem yeah. He didn't he didn't strike me as small at all. He seemed actually seemed like a big uh, yeah. a big guard. Like it and uh, again with those arms, like he was always in passing lanes. He was always picking shots off uh, or passes off. At least uh, there were a lot of examples that they put in the highlight reels. 
um, you know, I, I'm interested in this guy too. I think that my my hunch and my theory on why we're not that excited about any of these guys is because we are in a championship window and it, yeah, the, the sure. thought of adding somebody that is obviously like pretty rough in that they're going this late in the draft is like not that palatable like my the, the more i watch this i'm like i really hope we package these picks and like trade for a proven player uh to get to fill that three uh or you know like i I don't even want to trade Monte. Like I, I, my, my desire is that we trade, we package Barton and the two picks and get some sort of dynamic three out of the, out of the deal. Yeah. Vote just had a great joke. I guess I'll have to share it on the other side. I had a good joke in the chat. Um, all right. Should we move on? Oh, actually I want to ask one thing. I think, I think Jokic would like this guy. I don't know that he's going to play right away, but I think he's, the, he has a mentality uh, a style of play and a skill set that Jokic would like. The three-point shot needs to come along for him to love, but I do think he would be a guy that Jokic would like. Like, I think Jokic likes bones. You know, I think he would like this guy over time. Yeah, I, th I think so, too. He can just do a lot of different things. And we'll get to Ty Ty Washington on the other side, who can also do a lot of different things, but Wesley just, he's not a one-dimensional player. Where, like, Bryce McGowan's, it's a one-dimensional guy. He's a scorer. He gets the ball. He's going to try to score. Blake Wesley, he's, he's more of a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. I like him. He's on my list. Um, let's take a break. Oh. On the other side, it's not Bowl Bowl. It's Ty Ty. Ty Ty Washington <laughs> out of Kentucky. <laughs> we'll get to him on the other side. Oh, my God. Um, the American Raptors, they play at Infinity Park this weekend, guys. Infinity Park in Glendale is the place to be. June 18th, join us as four rugby teams from across North and South America clash on the pitch. Argentina and Uruguay take on the American Raptors and Vancouver Ravens in this two-weekend international rugby event. Second weekend's coming up June 18th, this weekend at Infinity Park. For tickets and match information, go to infinitypark at glendale.com. Experience rugby at its finest with the American Raptors. Uh, also, uh, our next sponsor here, Athletic Greens. It's a product that I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I just wanted more energy in my daily life. I wanted to optimize my immune system. And I just hated taking all those little pills and vitamins. I just wanted something that I could take and just be done with. Athletic Greens is exactly that. One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole four superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Uh, so Athletic Greens, they have it all. And they're also lifestyle friendly. If you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens works with all those types of diets. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness as well. So it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition Athletic Greens is just one uh, scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nuggets, athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, back here, final segment, Thursday edition, DMVR Nuggets podcast. And we've got Ty Ty Washington out of Kentucky, our first Kentucky player. Harrison, can you tell us about Ty Ty? First of all, I have to say something. I almost said this both times. I know I've said it before. These graphics are gorgeous, Eric. I, you know I hate to compliment you, but I re every time I see them, they're so good. You do hate to compliment me. That's the one thing that uh, I'm taking from any of this. And uh, Harrison, can I just add? Athletic Greens. I, I I cannot endorse Athletic Greens anymore. I, I take Athletic Greens every day, and people have begun to compliment me, Eric D-Line, on my That's physical appearance. This is Are you becoming more athletic? That's no, most certainly not. People have told me I look more rested and that my skin well, looks smooth. They're I, like I, you're so you're so brave for for dressing the way you do, and you're like what? <laughs> What do you, what do I'm just telling you, like you. People You're so brave for posting that photo that you posted of yourself. That's very powerful. I'm dude. just telling you, like, like if if me D-line can receive a compliment on my physical appearance, it can happen for you too. Athletic greets. <laughs> so let's clip that and send it. To you. <laughs> 
Ty Ty Washington. Ty Ty Washington. Well, I'm glad you mentioned he's the first Kentucky player we've talked about. My general rule of thumb in the draft is if you're if you don't know what to do, just take a Kentucky guard. Like that's that's a nice rule to live by in the draft. Uh, Ty Ty Washington. He's a point guard. It seems like he can play a little off the ball as well. Freshman out of Kentucky, 19 years old, 6'4", with a 6'8 wingspan. He is what I would just call an all-around point guard. I mean, this guy's a pure point guard, it seems like, in every sense of the word. Every sense of the word. He's got good size and length for a lead guard with that wingspan. Uh, he can play make out of the pick and roll. Loves to get to that mid-range pull-up. He's got a great mid-range pull-up. Ty Ty Washington does. Really effective score from there. He's got a great pace and kind of patience and feel uh, to the pick and roll and just to his entire game. He, he plays that like this kind of unique pace, it feels like. Uh, he's kind of a game manager. He controls the entire offense. He, he moves the ball as well. Got great court vision. And he just kind of has this really nice point guard feel for the game to him i feel like he's got a high basketball iq knows how to run his team i was pretty impressed watching the film of this guy just in terms of how he plays point guard how savvy he is kind of in that role and what do you think eric you know who i saw in him and i don't know if this is a kentucky thing i don't think so because i never watched him there i the longer i watched i saw jamal murray I saw Jamal Murray's shot. I saw Jamal. I, I I don't know what, like he, to me, like I saw some of Jamal Murray's finishing. He's like a lesser version. He's shorter than obviously. I mean, that's the, the immediate uh, negatives on this guy. It's just that he's a little bit smaller. He is the same height as bones. He has the same hair as bones. He is a great, he's got yeah, the, the, great this hairstyle bones, hair. is really picking up steam. A great bones hair comp. Like yeah, uh, you, you, what you want to know what's funny is uh Kevin O'Connor has comped him to Emmanuel quickly. Yes, oh which is God. which is hey, basically AOC, bones. Bro. But I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, I saw I saw Jamal Murray in this man's shot. I saw Jamal Murray as he was playing. He's just a smaller version of, which makes me think like, okay, there's a redundancy there. Like, I don't know if that's all these guys that we're looking at. I'm like, okay, I can see all of these or these two anyway. There is talent there. There's absolutely something that's going to translate to the next level. It's the redundancy. It's like, okay, we would have to create a space for either one of these guys to have uh, any sort of role in the Nuggets, which means, you know, if we are trading Monte, um, but then, you know, you don't want, we're, we're not in a place where we can hand over even our uh, backup unit to a rookie. Um, this guy feels like, though, he's going to make an impact in the NBA. I, I, I absolutely see. Um, the shot, the finishing, the the control, the the passing. Uh, the one thing I didn't see was anything about his defensive prowess. Like I, I didn't see any highlights that sort of uh, went over that. So I'm I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about that. Um, I, I think he was like solid, but the th the thing about it is his physical tools. So we'll, this is the one thing we haven't kind of mentioned here because I'm with you, Harrison. I watch him and I'm like, I really like this guy, man. Like similar honestly to Blake Wesley he plays a style of basketball that I really appreciate really like I think he's another guy that just in terms of like playing with him would yoke like it like absolutely good decision maker capable of doing a lot of different things good passer good score you know in the mid-range in particular so I think he's a guy that has that it's just he's so small I mean six foot three and we're talking about a, another small bodied six foot three you know it's another issue the Nuggets have that with Monte Morris I think he has the upside to be a Monte Morris type player, meaning a guy that can play real minutes for a really good team. It's just that you got to be really certain he's your guy. If you're going to go back to a six foot three player, you got one again, what's the roster look like around everybody? What's everybody else on the roster look like? You're probably not doing that. If you hold on to Monte, if you hold on to bones, you, you, I don't know that he has a role going forward, let alone now, but I do like him. Like he is a player. I do like, yeah. I, I like the style. I like the skill set. He honestly could be Monte Morris, you know, in, in a couple of years. Like, he's got a lot of the same tendencies, I feel like. And Monte, you know, coming out of college was a way more polished player, four-year player at Iowa State. You kind of knew more about, I think, exactly the type of player he's going to be. Yeah, Ty Ty Washington probably has a higher ceiling, I definitely say, than Monte does. But just in the pick and roll and how much of a floor general Ty Ty Washington is, you could kind of see him playing – you know, like that backup point guard role like Monte Morris did.
Right. And I think he might actually be a little bit bigger than Monte even. Just like when you talk yeah. about length, I think he's a little longer, so it's a little bit less. But when you start to pair him with, say, a Bones Highland, then you are talking about, yeah, that's a vulnerable backcourt in a playoff series. And is Denver really – he's probably too good to be a fifth guard. Maybe not next year, but going forward, you're not going to draft a guy to be a fifth guard. And he's probably too small for Denver with the guys that we feel like are cornerstone backcourt players, which are Jamal Murray and Bones Highland. So I really like him. I mean, he's a guy we might end up circling back to like four, five, six years from now. He might be a second draft type player if Denver's in a different spot with different personnel. But yeah, that's the only thing I would say about him is I just don't think he fits this team. This does feel like this could have been a another Tim Connolly pick. Like when they picked Bones Highland last year, we were like, "What? Are, what that's not a need. What are we doing?" And now, right. like, I could not be happier. The greatest pick of all time. So, Ty uh, Ty is. I mean, he's like he's a good player. Like he's definitely a good player. Um, Mitch, our uh, merch manager, is so over the moon on. He's so into Ty Ty Washington. Simply he's not, because he, he's not though. Yeah. Simply because he plays at, at Kentucky. So we were all like, all right, we're like, okay. And it sounds like we all sort of like incredulously came to the Ty Ty Washington film and we're like left like pleasantly surprised. Like this guy yeah. looks like he's, he he can do player. some things. Yeah, he can do some things. Like so I mean, I, I like the idea of just having good players in our system. It's just like I again getting back to the idea of like, man, we just we need there are things we absolutely need. And I just don't know if we're gonna get them from this draft regardless. If we're talking about making sure that the pipeline is is strong and that we have, you know, the, the cupboard remains stocked. Um this is a guy that you'd love to have in the system because it's just talent is hard to come by in the NBA, you know, or just reliable, uh, good players are, are difficult to find. And this seems like a guy that is going to make an impact. Yeah. He just seems like a really solid player, somewhat of a high floor. It feels like for a freshman, even I feel like he's going to be a good shooter shot 35% from three last year, 75% from the line. And in the mid range, I mentioned this a little bit, but he looks like, like a young Chris Paul sometimes when he's rising up in the mid range. He comes off a screen, one dribble, just pulls up when he has that little bit of airspace and just knocks down mid-range jumpers <laughs> at, at a really high rate. Like, I think he's going to be an elite, elite mid-range guy. I think both of these guys we talked about pair really nicely with Bones offensively. Like, I would love both of those guys to be playing with him on the offensive end. And the defensive end, again, I don't. that's the hardest part to scout, especially with the time frame that we have to kind of scout these guys is the hardest part. I'm mostly just writing him off because of physical for physical reasons, but both guys have really good wingspans and have sort of a knack for for like they're they're not dumb defensive players. Neither one of them, right. Wesley or or Ty Ty. So both of them are just really really compelling offensive options. Defensive bigger question marks. Probably more likely than not that they're the shutdown type guys that we expect them to try to fill that with. But look, I wouldn't be unhappy with either one of them. Ty Ty a little bit more like. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, what's the plan? <laughs> Let's go, go. But, but I think he's a good player that I would look forward to watch playing. Here's the thing, though: Are the Nuggets taking Blake Wesley or Ty Ty Washington if Monte Morris is still on the roster? No, no way, maybe, right? Maybe. No I mean, way. like, they, neither one of those guys are going to start, or not even start. Neither one of those guys are going to lead the second unit. There still needs to be someone to lead the second unit, unless you're saying like bones Highland is going to be, uh, you know, elevated to that position. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's in, in any I way. Think, I could see Wesley get rid of, I could see Wesley. It would depend on what your other players were. Um, it, it would depend on kind of what the rest of the roster shaped out to be. But Wesley to me is an interesting player, man. Like I, I, he might be, I, again, Bones Highland, Wesley, Davon Reed. That's really young. I think part of this is it's so inexperienced. I don't think you go into the title year with three guys that are basically all one year or less of experience. So that wouldn't work from that. But from a standpoint of you're talking about, you know, 20 and a half feet of wingspan between those three guys that are all mobile and sort of have good feel for those types of things, how to use it. That's cool to me. That's intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I would say it's, it's unlikely that they pick either of those two guys if Monte Morris is still on the roster, but he might not be. I, I mean, it seems like it's definitely a, a possibility that he could be traded here. So yeah. if that's the case, yeah, you could definitely use another ball handler to get in the pipeline. Yeah, if either of those guys were available at 30 still, like I, I would probably, you know, if you're looking at, okay, like 
you know, in the in the Tim Connolly years where you have like the one guy that's like, okay, this is sort of fills a need. And then you have like another guy that's just like a, a fun pick, like a, a pick that you just like mm-hmm. like the guy. I mean, these are both like great players that uh, no. you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that the Denver Nuggets to 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 draft them. I think they would also fit into the culture, both both of those guys. McGowan's is out. Like to me, we kind of wrote him off quickly. He's written out. But the other two, these two guys, I think would be guys that would um they would be good nuggets, you know. They would they'd be good, good nuggets to root for. Um, Wind, yesterday we kind of gave the guys that are in our club. Do you want to just kind of give roughly the guys that you feel are like you don't have to rank them, but just kind of the guys that you have maybe written off and the guys that you were kind of like, yeah, I would, I would be, I'd be happy, I think, with that pick. Um, yeah, let me actually get up my my. I will say there's one other fallacy here, Eric. On. We're talking about the different ones where, that make this hard. One of them is if you say you like a guy, then people will be like, he doesn't solve your problems. Right. The truth is, a rookie's probably not going to solve your problems not, anyway. No, no, no. So yeah, like, a rookie, a rookie's going to create more problems for yeah, you. Yeah, so so it's not the worst thing in the world to say this guy doesn't solve your problems next year. No, it's probably no, no. going to be the guy they pick is almost certainly going to be a guy that does not solve Denver's problems next season. And Michael Malone does not play rookies, so we're not talking about a guy like no one's no don't one that's tell gonna... Michael Malone that he, he don't <laughs> tell him that man. <laughs> Boy, uh, Jalen Williams, like I said, is number one on my board. I think he's uh, number one for me too. We might be getting the group think here, but I, I like him a lot. Blake Wesley's in the club. Um, Kendall is Tari, Brown is, is Tari Eason, it, even though he's kind of he's like projected to that's go my guy. Before. Tari yeah, Eason's my I guy. Mean, if we could get Tari Eason. Yeah. I mean, he'd be just, I feel like, too good to pass up at 21. Yeah. But you kind of you feel, feel like you'll be frustrated a lot with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to be so really too. frustrated with him. <laughs> He's going to look like Tori Craig for the first year for sure. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Brown's in my club. I like Kendall wow. Brown. Yeah. He's in my club, probably for number 30. Uh, Wendell Moore Jr. also in my club. I like, I like him. him also. I like him. Also. We haven't done him yet, though, have we? I don't no, think we so. haven't. Yeah, well, we need we to haven't. do him next because I think just from the little bits I've read, I think he'll be in my club. We'll see. Yeah, he's in my club. Uh, let me see here. I mean, Nico Jovic, of course, in my club. <laughs> of course. The first, first ballot entry into my club. He's in the, he, he, uh, he lives in the Poku realm. He's like the Poku yeah. uh, of this year's draft. I'll tell you the guy who I can't decide if he's in my club is Dale and Terry. I feel like he oh. should be in my club, but so out, I'm, my I'm just still debating on if he is or not. He has the same boat. I, right? He's so out. He's so out of my club. Why? His, I, I, because his feet are so heavy. Yeah, he's the guy who looks like he's gonna fall over when he's right. I don't like I don't like the way he moves at all. Like I I want no part of that guy. Like that's the one guy that I saw. I'm like, I'm out. No, no, thank you. Man, I I feel like he's the guy we should love, but I don't know. For me, I think uh, Jalen Williams definitely in the club. I think Blake Wesley is in the club. Um, Coloco is kind of in the club for me. I'm kind of intrigued by this guy. Uh, a little bit later on, of course. And then Bo Champ, I think, is probably like in the Bo club Ch- right now. Bo Again, Champ, none man. of these guys get me like super excited just yet. We have more guys to go um, as well. None of those guys get me super excited. There's more guys that are out the club, and there's a handful of those guys as well. Like Jovic is another guy that's probably out the club for me. I just don't think Denver needs him. He looks like a project. They um, don't. He is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jaden Hardy's out the club, like so far out the club. They can't even see him. Um <laughs> You know, there's a handful of these guys here. Lifetime there's a couple guys band. we haven't talked about that, you know, could be in the club. McAllen's uh, is so far out the club, too. He's, he's down the block. He can't come. Christian close. Christian Braun, um, we'll probably get to him maybe tomorrow or next week. Might be in my club at number 30. Okay. I like I like EJ Liddell, too. Do you like him? You love your you love your Paul Millsap comp. Yeah, he's I just the, to me, you want to know what actually the EJ Liddell. You know why he's comped a little bit to, to Paul Millsap? I think I have a theory. He looks old. You know how Paul uh, Millsap has just like looked old since he was eighteen. I think I like it. Liddell, if you were to guess his like at the carnival, you guess the age. You'd be like, he's thirty four. It's like no, he's nineteen. Like, what? I like it. I like an old soul. A guy that comes in. He's he's seen a few things, even if he hasn't. He just seems like he's been there. Um, 
All righty. Well, yeah. we'll have, we have a couple more days to keep going through this. It should be great. I'm actually, like I said, I'm in draft mode. We're going to be back next Thursday for our live draft show. All hands on deck DNVR production. I can't wait for it. You guys should set your calendar, set your watches. Watch it on the TV. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have a smart TV, you just watch it on the TV. Watch it on the TV. <laughs> you can just put it on the TV. It's right there. My kids know how to do it. Everybody knows how to do YouTube on the TV. Pour yourself, pour yourself a cup of lean and watch it on the TV. <laughs> don't pour yourself any lean. Please do not. Uh, everybody, not thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow, casual Friday, uh, we'll have Miroslav. He's teaching us. He told me what he was teaching us. I already forgot, but it should be a good one. He always don't tell me. I want to be surprised. All right. We'll all be surprised tomorrow for that. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody.